Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is uh, the 29th of November, 2023. It's a Wednesday. And, okay, there's only 30 days in November. I had to look that up. It is Wednesday, the uh, 29th of November. Happy Wednesday to you. I'm Derek Hunter. This is the Derek Hunter Podcast. Appreciate you downloading, telling a friend, whispering sweet nothings into a new lover's ear about this podcast. I think that's the way to go. Hey, baby. Let me tell you something about something, okay? Here, here's what you gotta do. You gotta subscribe. Oh man, setting underpants on fire with those kind of words. Anyway, uh, you can email me DerekAllenHunter at gmail Check out the extra show and support the program at patreoncom podcast. Appreciate the support. Okay, let us. Get, by the way, it's today as I'm recording this, I am listening to or, or being inundated everything i've done today i'm recording this later than you everything i've done today i'm inundated i hate hate now oh god i'm an evil person okay i'm not nah, nah, evil i'm bad i'm certainly not good i should be better certainly intolerant of harassment when i go to the store i just want to buy something and get the hell out of there you know i just want to be left alone i'm not a I'm not a people person per se. I'm not, you know, run people down and tell them to go to hell or anything like that most of the time. But I'm not a super people person. I don't crave to be around people. I don't need to be around people. So when things happen, like Giving Tuesday, it reminds me. It's not about Giving Tuesday. I, was just, I want Leave Us the Hell Alone Wednesday, okay? Because we had what? Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it was Small Business Saturday. I think Sunday was something, somebody else trying to get in your pockets. And then it's like, oh, yeah, go. You're now broke. You got massive credit card debt ready to get your ring up for Thanksgiving. Now we're going to judge you and require you to uh, give to charity or you're a bad person. They got this all screwed up. They need to do this day first. They need to do this day like Wednesday. Because Wednesday is normal. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving is always the biggest bar night of the year, is what I was told. And I looked it up, and they still make that claim. I don't know what they base it on, but whatever. So before you go and uh, eat yourself into a coma on Thanksgiving, and then go out and buy a bunch of crap on Black Friday and Small Business Saturday and whatever Sunday, and then uh, Cyber Monday and blah, 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 you need to get into people's pockets. Nobody's got any money left. It's too late. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't give you anything. Do this first. But more importantly, leave us the hell alone. I wait. To, I don't mind the boxes on the counters. And if you have change, like if I'm going through McDonald's drive through and I'm getting change back, I throw it in the little red thing to say Ronald McDonald House. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. It's the obligatory. You have to turn it down crap that I hate. We're like, hey, would you like to round up for this charity? No, I wouldn't. Would you like to round down for this? What do you mean round up? Do you want to do this? No, I don't. How about you just let me pay for my stuff so I can get the hell out of here and go about my life? I don't need to be harassed. I don't want a little balloon with my name on it on the wall. I don't want any of this crap. 
Nah, you get it. You're better than me if you're sitting there and you're giving all this to charity and everything. But it just it's like mandatory tipping or obligatory tipping. It's if you're asking right in front of somebody, would you like to add a tip? Even if it's in print while they're standing there holding waiting on your credit card. Um it's wildly uncomfortable and it forces a lot of people to go, Yeah, we'll just throw a couple of bucks on there to shut you up and it's like, You didn't do anything. You scan some bar it'd be like at the grocery store and they're like Hey, uh, here's your total. Do you want to tip me so that maybe I can feed my kids? Like, no, I didn't. No, no, I don't. I'm trying to feed my kids. Why do I have to also feed your kids? It's just so damned annoying. Anyway, this is the giving season. So remember to be charitable and all that crap. <laughs> just, I just hate it where they're like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do the other thing? No, I don't. I want a crotchety curmudgeon store. Somebody open up a crotchety curmudgeon store and I'll go there. I'll happily go there. Yeah, and I will shop till I drop there because I want nothing. To, I just want, I miss the days of an old-fashioned transaction where it's just like, here's how much this costs. Here you go. Here's your change or here's your receipt. Go about your day. I went to a grocery store. Uh, I almost said Gelson's, but I've never been into Gelson's. But I've been, it was a, uh, what the hell is it? Wegmans. It's a fancy-ish grocery store out here. Now, I don't know if this is true. I haven't done the research on it. Otherwise, I'd probably have written about it by now because I think there's a good column to be had in this. But I, I'm there checking out, and they decide... It's, in some counties in Maryland, it's a five-cent deposit. Or, no, it's not even a deposit. If it were a deposit, it would make sense. It's five cents for a bag, Right. It started off with a plastic bag. Oh, we plastics ruining the water. Plastics ruining the waterways. Uh, we have to charge five cents to try and discourage use. And then they just started charging five cents for paper bags too. Some of them banned paper bags and then or banned plastic bags and said, and it's five cents for a uh, a paper bag. Like what? How the hell? It's all about screwing you over and getting money. But some counties here in Maryland don't have that douchebag tax yet. They probably will soon enough. By the way, you go to self-checkout. Do what I do. You go to self-checkout. And then when it says, how many bags, a store bought or store provided bags would you like? I always answer zero. I use a bag for everything. Sometimes I use extra bags. But I always hit zero. Like, I'm not buying any of these bags. I thought they're talking about the, uh, the recyclable, reusable bags. I know they're not, but screw them. But I'm asking this lady at this grocery store because I'm getting a bag. They switched to paper bags, which nothing fully fits in. Paper bags are stupid. Uh, there's a reason we went from paper to plastic. Going backwards is devolving. Maybe you know, shame people into not littering. And if you wanted to a deposit, a five cent deposit per bag, then you would empower every kid and homeless guy to go around and collect every plastic bag they find on the streets. So you would have an army of trash picker-uppers. Anyway, neither here nor there. The point of this is this. So I'm sitting there and I said, why do you guys charge five cents a bag? The county doesn't charge five. There's no tax. There's nothing. There's nothing. She goes, well, the company, my understanding is that all the money goes to charity. Like, I don't, I don't really care what you do with the money. My problem isn't what you do with the money. My problem is that you extort the money from the customers, right? You can't get out of the, you can't go to a grocery store without getting bags. 
You know, what are you going to do? Carry an armload of stuff, dropping things like Johnny Appleseed along the way? No, you need bags. So they screw you into this corner. And then they go, ah, oh, we're going to have to charge you. But don't, and you go, I don't want to be, why are you charging me? Why are you forcing me to pay for bags? You don't need it. It's, it's for charity. Now, are you going to say you use five bags? Are you going to take that 25 cents and write it off on your taxes over the course of the year? Are you going to accumulate every single one of your Wegmans receipts and get, oh, I've got uh, $17 right here that I can write off on my taxes? Probably not. But do you think that Wegmans is going to keep an accurate count or a close to accurate count about all the money that they accumulated at five cents per bag and then donated to charity? Do you think they're just going to say, here's money, here you go. We're not going to take any sort of write-off for any of this. We're just the middleman. We're care- of course they're going to get tax advantages by doing this. So what they're ultimately doing is forcing us, the customer, to make a charitable donation that they, that individually means nothing, but collectively they get to write off on their taxes. Probably the tunes of millions of dollars over the course of a year. All the while saying, well, don't worry, we don't keep this money that we're charging everybody in here. We give it to charity to make it seem as though they're altruistic. They're not taking advantage. They're not getting an advantage. They're nothing. They're not doing anything. Like when in fact they are. When in fact they are. They're screwing us to their advantage. It's a hell of a racket. You got to admire it, kind of, but you don't have to participate in it. As my suggestion, as a bit of civil disobedience, go out and go to the self checkout and make sure that you say you use zero bags. That simple. That I've never seen anybody check to see if you had bags, and then you just go, "Oh, geez, I." I thought you were talking about how many of these bags that I buy that are three bucks a piece that you can reuse. That's not what I was doing. So I'm sorry. What do I owe you? 15 cents? You want to call the cops? God, I just, I really hate this whole thing. Anyway, how are you today? I hope you're doing well. I know, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a jerk. I give to charity in my own way. I'm not in, in my, my own way like I give to charity because I macro may them some things. But I give to charity, I give to individuals. I don't give to charitable organizations very often. I'm big on buying, somebody asked me, can I have a sandwich? Back to the days when I was broke, I'd buy them a sandwich. I wouldn't give them money. No, I can't smoke this. Hell, sorry. That's the deal. You want food, I will give you food. You want drugs, I'm not going to subsidize that. There's a bit of moral hazard there. Right now in New York, today I just saw this. It's in my uh, Twitter feed. There is a giant, long-ass line of people in New York City. I love, there's still, people on the right are still calling them migrants. Oh, the sweet, sweet, nourishing migrants. They're so wonderful. Andy No tweeted out, foreign national migrants line up in the East Village neighborhood of Manhattan to receive public services. It's a huge-ass line. There was a time, believe it or not, when you could not come into this country if you could not take care of yourself. Now, it was different. Ellis Island always said, well, Ellis Island, the whole bunch of Europeans, they just let them all roll right through there. But because brown people are coming from 
down south in black and brown people are doing that. They got a pro. No, you're an idiot. Ellis Island was not just a turnstile welcoming everybody in in a game of, you know, single file Red Rover. It was a place where they checked you out. Did you have somebody here to take care of you? Did you have a sponsor here in the United States? Not a sponsor to make sure you stay sober, but a sponsor. Did you have the means to take care of yourself or did you have somebody who would take care of you if you could not take care of yourself so that you would not become a ward of the state, a charge of the state, a burden on the state? Nowadays, you can't mention, oh, burden on the state. That's so mean. That's so horrible. That's so racist. That's... If you were sick at all, you were given a medical exam in Ellis Island. If you were missing teeth, if you were coughing, if you were, I mean, let's face it, they didn't have a whole lot of blood tests they could do back then. But if you showed anything that suggested that you were unwell physically or mentally, or you couldn't prove that you could take care of yourself or have somebody who'd take care of you, your ass was on the next boat back to wherever the hell you came from, no matter how long the trip back to wherever the hell you came from was. There was no sympathy. You were not allowed in period end of story down on the southern border it's everybody come on in let's go everybody come on in can you can you read in your own language no you can't you can't write you're illiterate in your own language and you can't speak english why i predict big things for you financially why are you here well because um i'm seeking asylum i fear for my life in uh, peru what's going on in peru nothing's going on in peru they're lying to you well we're going to need to have a long-term investigation and a court decide whether or not you're lying. We'll see you in about five years. Here you go. Come on in. The water's fine. Well, those people immediately become a drag on society. Those people immediately start suckling the government teeth. They avail themselves of welfare benefits. Why? How? Because there is an entire left-wing industrial complex in this country and in this continent, in this hemisphere, set up for the express purpose of getting as many people dependent on government as humanly possible and importing as many people who can contribute nothing to society to take advantage of it. You want to talk about Cloward and Piven? You need to collapse the system. The American public will never voluntarily allow for socialism, communism, whatever, to take over in this country. Not a majority, or at least not soon enough for the left. But if they can collapse the system and make people suffer, make people fearful and make people have trauma and, like I say, suffer, then you say, oh, I promise you a better day. I promise you a new world. And then you will find enough people to follow you along the way. And if people are hurting enough, they'll do horrible things to stop hurting. They'll do horrible things to take care of their families. They will. And look at what the left has done Pretty much everywhere they've seized power. There are no right-wing dictatorships, as I've covered many, many times. So the 110 million people murdered in the name of progressive causes and politics, be it socialism, communism, or fascism, in the last century, that was just a warm-up act. Now you've got that same political fervor, that same political bloodlust, coupled with the idea, the notion, the perversion that we have too many people on the planet, that we have too many people on the planet. How quick to rounding up and exterminating people in the future will these leftists get? 
I mean, for the love of God, Hamas murdered, what, 1,400 people in one day? And there, in the next day, there were leftists in the streets saying, Israel needs to uh, stop their war of aggression. They were minding their own business, like walking up to somebody, sleeping in their bed and punching them right in the face. And then a college student piece of crap comes in and says, hey, we need to stop this person that's still trying to figure out what the hell just happened to them from responding. It's their aggression that caused them to be punched in the face. You think people like that wouldn't execute you? There's a guy named Dominic Waghorn. I didn't make up his name. He's Sky News International Affairs Editor. He was formerly a correspondent in D.C., Jerusalem, and Beijing. He's a leftist. He's a, well, Sky News, isn't that? Look, if you're in journalism, the odds are pretty good that you're a leftist. He tweets out, and this is amazing because we've got this... Um, prisoner exchange going on. I think it's a mistake. They're getting prisoners now. They're they're taking one member of a family and releasing one, basically telling people, you're free now. We're giving you back to Israel, but we're going to keep your mother. And if you tell anybody what happened here, what happened to you, we're going to, we're gonna, we got your mother here, right? You want to talk about torture. You want to talk about torture. Well, uh, Dominic Waghorn tweets out, Hamas leader Yeya, I don't know, that Y-E-H-Y-A, Sinwar, S-I-N-W-A-R, met with the Israeli hostages the day after they were taken in tunnels under Gaza and told them they would not be harmed and would be returned as part of a hostage deal. Undermines the Israeli Hamas equals ISIS storyline. They're going, wait a second, what the hell are you talking about? Basically saying, well, Israel says that the Hamas terrorists are as bad as ISIS terrorists, but they were super nice to the people they kidnapped, the hundreds of people that they kidnapped, by telling them, we're not going to kill you, we're going to trade you. I don't know what kind of adult human being puts that together. I don't know what kind of adult human being writes that up and sends that out thinking that somehow this is insightful. Say, well, Israel's telling you that Hamas is terrorists, but they're no ISIS because they're, they're, they told the hostages that they took and by some accounts tortured, brutalized, certainly murdered, by the way, members of their families uh, to the tune of uh, more than a thousand of them. They're nothing like ISIS because they told their hostages that they were going to be traded. What the hell is wrong with people? Hamas just murdered 1,400 people. And this twat ready to drop to his knees to pleasure Hamas over the fact that they kidnapped people for the express purpose of trading them for criminals to help them kill more Jews in the future. This is, these are the people that are informing the public. These are the people that are helping inform public opinion. These are the people who are reporting the news of what's going on here. However much you hate the media, it is not enough. It will never be enough. More and more is deserved. The left, the same thing. More and more of your contempt is deserved. While these people judge you and insist that you, we as conservatives, are the threat to democracy and blah, blah. If you vote wrong, it's a threat to democracy. By very definition, you can't vote wrong and be a threat to democracy. 
But that's beside the point. They're using it as a tactic in what is ultimately, realistically, a threat to democracy. But they're also presiding over the wholesale murder of people, people they claim to care more about than anybody else on the face of the earth. This story from the UK Daily Mail. Chicago's woke mayor Brandon Johnson blames his predecessor, Lori Lightfoot, and, quote, right-wing extremism for Windy City's decline amid crime and migrant crisis. It's hard to feel bad. You know, you sit there and every once in a while you hear about a kid being killed in Chicago, a young kid. They're all basically kids compared to me anyway. They're in their early 20s, gang-related usually, no hope thanks to the politicians there. So they join gangs and then they get shot. They get killed. And you sit there and you go, meh. It's another one. The media doesn't even bother to report it. You actually have to hunt to find the number of people murdered in Chicago on any given weekend, the number of people shot. You have to look for it. It's never going to lead the national news. It should. It would if it were a Republican city, but it's not. And these are Democrat voters, and they can spare them in Illinois, so it doesn't really matter. So Chicago's mayor, Brandon Johnson, claims he inherited the city's spiraling migrant crisis, and lashed out at Lori Lightfoot's former administration. Johnson criticized Lightfoot's administration in a press conference on Tuesday held to announce the Unity Initiative, an interfaith partnership aimed at bringing sleeping migrants out of police stations and into shelters. They're very concerned. They want to make sure that these illegal aliens, these future Democratic voters, remember who gave them three hots and a cot. They uh, are willing to crap all over, quite frankly, the people who who put these people in power now for the future vote. They'll gladly pay you Tuesday for slavish loyalty today. They're getting it. And it's going to take, and still, you know, look, this guy was just elected last year. He's horrible. They had a chance to go with another Democrat who wasn't a complete left-wing lunatic making excuses for rioters, and they chose this guy. So you sit there and you go, this is this is what you get. This is what you ask for. This is what you, when you had the choice, you go to a buffet, and there's just, it's a long-ass buffet, and there's delicious food everywhere, and you pick broccoli and peas and undercooked pork. And you get sick and you're throwing up all that. Like, you, you could have chose anything. You, you, you took the pork with the, the weird smell. Why would you do that? Well, because, just because. <laughs> you're stupid. You did it to yourself. This is what Chicago has done to itself. I can't feel sorry for the people of Chicago, even though you do, on an individual basis. But in general, every time that somebody had a chance to change the trajectory of their decline, they usually vote for Democrats anyway. And then things continue to decline. So you can't feel sorry. And this is, this is why I would caution anybody trying to talk about polls a year before an election. The polls before the 2020 election were looking pretty good for Republicans. The polls between the 20, before the 2024 ele- or 2022 election were looking pretty good for Republicans, the polls before the 2023 election were looking pretty good for Republicans. And then people voted. And you go, well, everybody's stealing to vote. That's why it's corruption. There might be some of that. But if you don't remember, let me remind you of what happened in 2016. All the polls said that Hillary Clinton was going to win in a walk. Donald Trump didn't stand a chance. 
And those polls were wildly off. Those polls were dramatically off. Not even close. It's a huge embarrassment to the polling industry. Why would anybody think that they got their act together? If they could screw up in one direction, why couldn't they screw up in another? They are screw-ups. That's their problem. That's what they're known for, being screw-ups. Oh, they're left-wing bias. and Well, maybe. But they also need clients. And if you miss a target by as much as they did in 2016, you do. You need to come closer than that. You get you overcorrect. You go in the other direction. You don't think it's possible. You don't think it's possible at all. We had one election in 2016 that the polls got wildly wrong. Now, granted, it was a big election and. They were wildly wrong, but we've had pretty much every election since then, except for 2018, when polling was wildly wrong. It was just wrong in the other direction. Why would you believe them now? Why would you believe them for an election that's a year away? Why wouldn't you try to do everything possible to change things? Instead, you've got the worthless RNC running low on cash, not doing much of anything. Oh, they've got election integrity in place now. Well, where are the lawsuits? The laws, the bad laws are in place. The bad laws that were put in place illegally in 2020 are still in place. Where are the successful suits to get them thrown out? Where is the successful legislative push to get them changed? Where is the active public education program to let everybody know what's going on. They don't exist. They don't exist. They're worthless. Now, Ronna Romney McDaniel is worthless. She should never have been reelected. Any of those times, you lose three straight elections, you should not be. If you are the captain of a ship and you ran aground three straight times, I doubt you'd get a fourth bite at the apple. Yet that's what Ronna McDaniel has done. You can argue all day long about the endorsement of Donald Trump and why she's still there. But Donald Trump also raised about a quarter of a billion dollars to fight election fraud in the 2020 election. Where'd that go? Where's that fight? Where's that push? Where are those lawyers? No one in leadership position in this party seems to have any idea or any way forward or any real concern for it. They just say, well, we're doing great in the polls. You did great in the last three rounds of polls. How'd that work out for you? So you sit there and you look at this disaster in Chicago where it's Democrat on Democrat violence claiming the current idiot mayor, claiming somehow the vast right-wing conspiracy is responsible for it and Mayor baby yoda that she just looks like baby yoda to me and you just sit there and you go ah eh, what are you gonna do you're not taking advantage of it you're not educating the public on this you're not doing anything of value for the causes you claim to care deeply about you claim to be fighting for and you have every opportunity actually it's your damn job nope just straight up sitting on the sidelines, sitting on your hands. It's not just Democrats who deserve your scorn, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't hold these people accountable, those Democrats, no matter how bad they are, 
They've been bad. They were bad in 2020. They were bad in 2022 and bad in 2023. Bad doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to get reelected if you're not making a case to not reelect them. Just saying. Meanwhile, the media is worthless and terrible. This I can't believe this is... Well, I can't believe this is a thing. There was the uh, funeral of... Rosalind or Rosalind Carter it's not Rosalind I don't know why these people are all saying Rosalind suddenly it's Kiev no it's Kiev suddenly it's it's Rosalind no it's Rosalind Carter her whole freaking life it was it was Rosalind Carter well all the living first ladies former first ladies were there and everybody's wildly upset whining and pissing and moaning that Melania Trump wore gray to it everybody else wore black like okay whatever it's dark gray okay it's dark gray who cares this is what you have to to focus on this is what you have to care about but they have to demonize everything every little thing no matter how hypocritical these people are no matter how big of frauds these people i mean yesterday we had mika Talking about Joe Biden, I'm glad he's old. He's got experience and smarts. And then we played Yamika going, it's his staff that's making him look senile and frail because they're leaving him out on the stage to look confused and look old. Like, yeah, because he is confused. He is old. There's nothing beyond the pale for these people. You have to know that. Now, what kind of world are we creating? I'm going to play you this clip. This is out of, I believe it's Dayton, Ohio. Sadly, uh, in the audio, you can hear it. But it's one of those things, it should have gone viral. But it's the wrong side of the aisle. So it's somebody recording their television on their phone. So the audio quality isn't optimal, but you can make it out. It is two siblings who happen to be of color. They happen to be black whose third sibling was killed by a clerk at a Dollar General store. Shot by the clerk at a Dollar General store after the third sibling had held up the joint at gunpoint, brandished the weapon, pointed it at the the clerk, threatened to kill him. And it turns out when you do that, people tend to believe you. And so the clerk, who was uh, legally allowed to carry the gun, defended himself and killed this worthless pile of human flesh. The siblings, particularly the sister, are outraged, not at what their sibling did to earn their fate, not the crimes that he committed, because at the end you'll hear about other crimes, but because this clerk was able to defend himself. It's everything wrong with society. These siblings are furious. Their brother, who police say was ar- an armed robber, was gunned down by a store clerk. The pair acknowledges it was, he, that he was wrong for Roosevelt Brackley to try and rob the Dollar General on North Gettysburg Avenue, but they say the clerk shouldn't have had a gun at work. Rochelle and Juan Brackley say their younger brother, Roosevelt Brackley, was the second of ten siblings killed by gunfire. I still don't believe it. By the end of the day, I don't believe my brother is dead. My 
It ain't kicked in yet. And they're furious about how it happened. At the end of the day, that's not right. Police say a Dollar General clerk shot and killed 23-year-old Roosevelt, who showed a gun and demanded cash Wednesday. Witnesses indicated that the weapon was brandished and pointed at, at employees. The siblings recognized their brother's wrongdoing. He got some responsibility, but not all. But they say that still doesn't warrant the clerk's actions. Right and wrong is wrong. That was wrong for that clerk to shoot my brother in the chest. Yes, he's robbing off. Oh, well. Come police. That's what y'all supposed to do. Y'all not supposed to take matters in your own hands. If that's the case, I don't take matters in my own hands. Police say the clerk was legally allowed to have the gun. Meanwhile, officers are looking into the possibility Rapley may have been involved in several other commercial robberies. They may have been involved in several other robberies. Oh, doesn't it just sound lovely? Doesn't this family sound grand? This is everything that's wrong with this country. These people should be ashamed. There's who? What kind of life do you think they led to the point? And what do you think they've been taught? That under these circumstances, that's what they say. That's what they say. That's where they come from. That's what's going on. God, God help us as a species. Anyway, that's enough for today. Get, uh, get the man, the week is flying by, thank God. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to do it all again. Man, you want to sound off, you can email me, DerekAllenHunter at gmail.com. And uh, otherwise, be back here tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye.